Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes rescued nine Corvosans from the Ogre Jailer and recovered Gakin's arm from a rampaging carrion golem. After discovering a hidden library, the party now faces off against another patchwork of corpses, this time wearing the head of their deceased friend. The Cursed Campaign continues now. deeper the adventurers go into the tunnels in the dead warrens i thought you were gonna rhyme that out no (laughs) where will they stop nobody knows knows. so the wind blows (laughs) this is getting a little rough (laughs) well full disclosure guys you're you're in the you're in the very end of book one this is Ooh. This is kind of the end of this dungeon. Wow. Uh, the end of book one. You see in front of you one of the last pieces of Gakin's body uh, in this room. And I'm kind of wondering, what's next for these characters after this dungeon? What, what do you... If I just gave you sandbox, world is your oyster, go do something. What do you think your characters would do after this? Go see my mom. <laughs> Yeah, it has been a little while, huh? Yeah, she wasn't at her house, and there's been riots and a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure she's fine, but go see my mom. That's considerate. That makes a lot of sense. You should do that. For Vec, he's probably going to try figuring out how to get in touch with Trinia, send her a note or something saying, hey, stuff's crazy. I'm hanging in there. Hope you're doing well, that sort of stuff. Uh, Maybe talk to... Uh, then Carlo and company who helped organize all of that, but relocate your grandpa, relocate the grandpa for sure. It's probably close to time. That's safe to move him back to the original apartment. Yeah. I don't know. I think the, what, what people have probably seen is that Vec and his grandfather are um, in a little bit of a cycle, similar to the way that his grandfather in his own mind is living the same day over and over and over again, because he has memory issues. Vec is kind of caught up in that, in that his days sort of look similar. He does something to go out and get money or stuff that his grandfather needs, come back, take care of him, start it all over the next day. And he's probably just going to fall right back into that cycle. Yeah. I got to go back to my business too. Yeah. You should probably like (laughs) open for a while. Yeah, I'm sure I have a couple clients that are very, very uh, scraggly right now. I, I know another work barber that they probably could. <laughs> you still got to get money for rent. That's like, almost due. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna, gonna cut all of that out. All that. No. <laughs> it's like a you're 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 a regular restaurant and. The other orc barber is like the Waffle House. Don't close for nothing. Oh no, the other orc barber. That's some gourmet shit. Like IHOP. Well, oh, no. The 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 point <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is that it's like um they never it, close. Yes, mm. it's like the only thing that'll make a Waffle House close is if they if is if, if like there's massive societal collapse. And even then, sometimes they stay open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely has been in this city. What would Sylvie do? Uh, Sylvie. She should go back 
and uh, continue taking courses, probably kick some of her classmates' butt now that she is quite a bit stronger than she was before when she was taking classes. But she still would not be attending class regularly because she's very interested in the other academy now. So (laughs) she would... I think at this stage, still trying to be gathering more information about it. So maybe asking around, maybe to then uh, Carlo, since he is quite well connected uh, in the city and she looks up to him as a mentor. So she's going to be gathering more information, wanting to know more and how she's connected there. Is it appropriate to ask your current, like, teacher for reference to get into a better school? Is that, like, rude to the teacher? I feel like it's a completely different school. Yeah, yeah, that's true, I guess. That's like asking your bio teacher to give you a recommendation to go to, like, tech school. It's, like, completely different. does that even make sense? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think think the part that makes sense with Vincarlo is just that, like, he seems like he knows everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, not, not so much that he's a teacher that could give a recommendation, but more so that like he probably knows people at the Academy because he seems to know the leader of the town guard and know like a dude that can just ferry someone off at the middle of the night. She's not looking to become a student there. She eventually wants to break in. So needs to get more information. You got to case the joint. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's what I'm thinking for Diego. No particular order, you know, just throwing things out there. Hot shower. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's... Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Manny Petty uh, afterwards, or, you know, whenever, before, after, doesn't matter. Uh, Barry Gakin's remains eventually as well, too. You know, get those back to where they need to go. Talk to Thousand Bones, get, get in that position again where he's kind of helping them out, being a little bodyguard, and uh, maybe use his experiences here to keep building good relationships between. The Shawanti and the Corvosans, I think. What I'm what I'm not certain about is this uh nine lives thing and how far that rumor spreads. If if he hears more of that continue to to uh to percolate throughout the streets, a la blackjack style, like a vigilante sense. I don't know how he's gonna how he'd react to that. I don't know how he'd how we would take that. I don't know what's going on there, if anything will, but like that could be like a weird unknown for him. Mm-hmm. You said Manny Petty on Diego, and all I can think of are those like pretty claws. Have you seen those? I haven't seen those. They're I, little, oh, yeah. they're little claw caps, and you put them on <laughs> your cat so that they don't scratch stuff up. Like a little silicone or something, yep. right? A rubber, and yeah. they're it goes colored. on their claws. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a, how does that work with the way their claws? Like, wouldn't they just bite them off? You like, you know, you you, you squeeze the little paw pads so that they come right. out, and then you put the silicone thing on. Does the silicone is the silicone like tight enough that it just yeah, goes back it's in? It's super with the claw? super tight. Okay, but it's uh, it's it's supposed to be a good option for people who like are worried and nervous. Like usually, like people who have young kids maybe or have a lot of scratchable furniture, and they don't want to declaw cat because that's very bad. Yeah, but. They've, I feel like that would also still be very annoying for a cat. Yeah, yeah, uh, and a choking hazard maybe if one of them comes off. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how big they are. They get like attached. Uh, well, anyways, a lot of cool people that, swear right? by them. Do you well, think anyway, cat with like hot pink claws? That's dope. Do you think Diego, Diego is more like a human or a cat? I don't think they brought this up in the cat folk entry in in um, in the advanced race guide or any or advanced ancestry guide. But uh, 
do cat folk sweat like a cat or a person? Because Diego might actually like of everyone, even though he's working hard, he probably smells the least if he sweats like a cat, which is like, you know, not through the skin or whatever. Yeah. I like that they pants. keep the cat sweat method. It would it would feel weird for him to like be sweating under all that fur. Agreed. Yeah, yes. Because yeah. uh, because if it's the opposite, then you would smell the worst for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Salty, wet cat. Yeah. Ugh. Not a good one. <laughs> Not a good one. Yeah, I kind of like that. Diego's like working real hard, but he he doesn't sweat. He just like pants for a long time at the end of a combat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool himself back down. Coming down off that rage. Yeah, coming down off the rage. Well. I think we should get into this because this is this might be the last um, the last combat episode of book one. Um, so I hope you're prepared. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're not doing it until you give us a damn hero point. I know. That's what I was All getting right. to. Uh, this week's hero point goes to Mir uh, for ne- very nearly dying last week. And I really didn't expect the druid to be the first one to run into the room and start attacking a carrion golem. Uh, however. I think as you as you found, you were one of the people with an effective weapon against it because you needed slashing to get through its um, resistances. So hero point to you. I'm glad our union, because, you know, we collectively formed one, was able to negotiate for hero point, you know, yeah. regular hero point. Yeah. Uh, so I'm this, glad we prioritized that over salaries. Yeah. <laughs> A regular supply of hero points. <laughs> and nothing else. Only Every the band. hour on the hour. And the hero <laughs> point. Uh, so this one comes from Thomas. Here, take this hero point. I don't expect a half-orc like you to understand what it is or what it does, but <laughs> hopefully one of your smarter companions can tell you when to use it, when to use it so you don't embarrass yourself. Get burnt. Guys, this is not one of my dumb characters. That's on a different show. Yeah, but well, did you did you not take the feat that allows you to seem like an idiot All and right. use deception? Fair, fair, but that's just that's deceptive. Listen, he's falling for the classic biases. He's he's falling for it, uh, which means I've tricked him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which means you succeeded your deception check. <laughs> so, I do want to remind everybody. Because I don't think we've had one of you do this on the show, and it might come up. Stabilizing via use of hero points requires all of your hero points. However, it makes you, it, it removes your dying condition, but it also removes the triggering wounded condition. That's big. So it's pretty strong if you want to, co- if you, you know, if you had gone unconscious and started dying it can completely clear up that wounded condition. So the first time you go down, if you use a hero point, instead of getting healed up, you're not even wounded one. I am scared by your need to bring that up before we jump into this. Well, I thought it was it's actually, I thought it was actually important to talk about because we just haven't used them very often in that way. And I actually uh, ran a game recently with like 10th level characters <laughs> where I, I let them have like kind of a renewable hero point source. Cause we were having fun. And that quickly devolved into the ability to kind of like res yourself over and over <laughs> because they had a very difficult combat, but they could uh, they could finish a drink and get a hero point. So uh, the the mechanic, the hero point mechanic of stabilizing, uh, worked against me and trying to get the combat finished with in a timely manner. But now it's information that you have. So when last we left our heroes, they had defeated. An ogre brute known throughout these tunnels as Cabbage Head, who had kept many prisoners in these 
deep pits kind of waiting for uh, waiting and being kept fresh for necromantic experiments. Uh, you caved in cabbage heads head, and then you made your way back after, after freeing these people and sending them on their way, you made your way back into the room that was kind of a laboratory that you had noticed there was a scuffle in before uh, you opened the barred door to the south and revealed a carrion golem that was going berserk. It hurt quite a bit, but you did put that creature down and you found another piece of Gakin's body, Gakin's left arm. You ventured through the Darrow Tunnels and into a library of sorts where you found all kind of kinds of books on necromancy and crafting golems and even creating diseases and plagues. Sylvie found a hat from the Academy that kind of changed shape when she put it on. And then you entered through a tunnel into a final room filled with stitching and body parts and all kinds of slabs and tables covered in blood and other dark fluids. Uh, you looked ahead of you and you saw a nine foot tall stitched together uh, of, I mean, by your reckoning, at least 20 different bodies. Uh, this, this huge creature on the slab and its head, small for its body, is recognizable as the head of Gakin. And that's where we find you. Does it still have the normal amount of limbs? It does. Okay, it appears okay. to be... Um, I don't know those of you that are familiar with like Game of Thrones. It looks like the mountain. Oh no! It, it's oh. like big like that, but but after after Gregor Clegane gets like brought back, that's kind of this scenario. God. So like huge creature, uh, and again with kind of a smaller proportionally sized head. It looks like it looks like they maybe put the torso together with like three torsos, you know, like kind of like artificially widening it and Aww. lengthening uh. it. Diego, you are in the front of the group and you and Sylvie can actually see this thing clearly. Uh, the rest of you are a little too far back. You're only getting like glimpses and maybe the reaction of Diego and Sylvie as they peer into this area. Yeah, Diego's definitely going to look at that and relay back what's, what's going on in this room. Well, Sylvie and uh, say, uh, there's a large creature in there. This seems to be the product of whatever vile work our lamb has been working on during this time. I, should we move in? I do not think we have another choice. We must press forward. I, I'll be behind you. Does anyone, I mean, know anything about this creature? what this is um i can't even see it yeah you i mean for some of the party you'd have to get into the room for a vantage point okay um but i think sylvie could make an arcana i think she's the only one with arcana yeah, that can see it let's do that only a 14 you think this is similar in a way to that carrion golem that you fought uh, however, the carrying golem you remember was kind of like had like animal pieces on it. This appears to be all humanoid, and that would give you the impression that it's quite a bit stronger than a carrying golem. Although you're not, you can't really place what exactly it is with a 14. Mm. Well, I think I might just do a brief perception check where I am now to see if I notice anything, and then sure. and then move into the room if everyone else is okay, cautiously creeping up. I imagine the rest of us follow in marching order 
Cautiously is correct. Absolutely cautiously. 18. <laughs> With an 18, you're kind of locked in on this thing. You don't notice it move in response to you opening the door and entering here or even like whispering back to Sylvie to confer with what it is. Um, it hasn't moved a bit. Okay. Well, then if if Gakin's head is truly on this body, I think, and I honestly don't know if the creature is actually alive or living yet. I think my first thought is to kind of move up there and see if I could remove that removing the head would be possible. So creeping Ooh. up slowly, but surely. Hold off a second. Would it be possible to use, uh, would the if the head is considered an unattended object with a bulk, a, a light bulk, <laughs> could Sylvie try to lift it with prestidigitation before we get too close to it? Oh, I guess I have to be within ten feet, so she would have to get up kind of close. You have to, you have to get up to it, uh, and I will tell you when you get close enough that it appears to be stitched on. Okay, so ah, okay. So yeah, it's not just like lying in the position where a head would be. It's a part of this creature. Mm, okay. Mm. As you enter the room, uh, you do see a bit more when you enter here. You see a uh, some sort of hallway or tunnel that leads to the west, and then you see an alcove that leads to the east. Well, let's let's check out the alcove first. I kind of I feel like separating the head from the body if it's truly not moving or inert might be the best thing at this point before we explore further is there anything in the alcove i guess is it um, like truly is an alcove just a like are you saying just a small room yes yeah. it's about a you know it's it's like a large walk-in closet type situation but it's a cave gotcha. um it's cold in the alcove and there's uh many body parts in the area you can tell that they are being kept somewhat preserved by the fact that the temperature drops by it drops like noticeably to you when you enter the alcove. Can Vec detect magic now that we're all in the room together? No. Oh, interesting. So he's going to kind of whisper to the rest of the group here. Hey, my senses aren't tingling. I don't feel the presence of magic in this room, save for I'm sure what we're carrying. But that thing on the table is not magical on its own, and there's nothing hiding in this room that is. Sylvia, I know this is a fairly gruesome task, but I need to retrieve all of Gakin's body parts to truly put him at, at rest. Do you think you could use your blade to remove the head? For Gakin, I will. If you're uncomfortable, I'm also willing to give him an extra close shave. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, he does need a cut. Let's get a, uh, a, a two on the sides. Let's trim the top up and uh, a tapered back. You have the best skill here for that, I think. Uh, would this be like a crafting check or? I would allow crafting or um, medicine in this case. I think they're roughly equivalent skills here because. That's kind of what I thought might be the case like I thought medicine might need be needed that's kind of why I tried to offer because I do have a pretty high bonus for that or one of you could attempt to aid the other with a you know you could aid with medicine oh, or oh, crafting. yeah I'm up for that too but remember it's a DC 20 to aid I have a plus 12 to medicine all right I only have a plus nine to crafting so why don't I try to aid you okay yeah makes sense all right oh no uh, I did. Uh, I did roll um, a natural one. Oh, for a thirteen. 
I do not aid, but I do not crit fail. Okay. You do kind of a ragged job. You're, you know, attempting to attempting to slice through the stitches and you're maybe getting bits of skin, but you do remove the head. It doesn't look as nice as it would have if you uh, didn't do so terribly here. Gakin, don't look. I know I said I was a barber, but it's looking more like I'm a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you definitely notice without the like without the magical aura that this couldn't be an active golem. Mm-hmm. Generally, they have an, an, a magical aura because that's how they're brought to life. Okay. Going off of that, then, if we look around the room, and I know there's there's body parts in the alcoves, do we think, like, looking at all the, the stuff that's been strewn around, that all of the body parts would add up to th- just this golem in the works being created, or do we think that there's more than that, that potentially that, that, that this may, may not have been the final uh, work? You think that what's lying on the table looks like a pretty near close to complete golem? Now, around the room, there's plenty more bodies. There won't be a perception check. I might be able to tell you more now that you're in the room. Okay. I'm concerned because I'm doing the math here, and we still don't have a full Gakin, even with that head, right? We got an arm, we got legs, we got a head. I don't remember torso, I don't remember other arm. Yeah. 16. 22. 23. 24. Okay. As you're searching around the room, you do notice some tools that you think would be used to, uh, you know, there's a lot of needles and thread in here. You think this might be a stitchery. And so you think the stuff is being stitched together in here. Mm. It's the crafting room. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a very, very fun, very modern crafting room with views to the backyard. Very lovely. You would suspect that with the bodies and stuff in here. Not all of them are human, so you think those carrying golems could have been created. Like, a a carrying golem could have been created in here, too. Okay. This just doesn't look like one of them. We're still missing part of our friend. There's no magic left in this room. Mr. Lamb's still out there. We need to keep moving. All right. There is a door to the south that we ought to check out, I think. I move over to that. Is it, it truly is a door? Yep, here? it's a okay. door. You can open it. Do we want to open it stealthily or try to listen behind the door? Yeah, that's a good idea. What are, can we roll over those perception checks to listen or do you want to... You don't hear anything. Okay, don't hear anything. Yeah, I, I'll try to stealthily open. 24 on my stealth check. Slick. Uh, you open it and it looks like it's more tunnels heading back the way you came. Hmm. Maybe we try going west. That seems to lead us further in here. Sounds good. All right, uh, Diego, Sylvie, you're leading the way, right? Aye. We are. Okay, I round the corner here of this tunnel, and I think I can see some stuff up ahead. Yep, you're looking in, and you can see a a four-poster bed and what looks to be the corner of a desk. Hmm. I think there is a, a living quarters up ahead here. Yep, that's exactly what you find here. The four-poster bed, simple writing desk. There's a full-length mirror propped against uh, one of the walls. And I'd allow a perception check. 16 again. On the desk, there is a broken key-shaped dagger. (gasps) Oh, going to move up to that to take a look at that. Sylvie got a 24. 24. 
Sylvie, you notice that the wall behind the mirror is not as flat as it appears. Hmm. Diego, you also, as you walk up to the desk, you see a, a tunnel that connects this room to another room. That other room has a a smaller bed mm. up against the far wall. Um, now that Mir's in the room, can she also do perception? Yes. 26. Is okay. 26. Uh, Mir, I mean, you notice the same, the same kind of hidden alcove that Sylvie does. Vec, you detect magic as you walk up to here. A lot of magic in this room. Careful, people. Magic's afoot. Keep an eye out for trinkets, baubles, and the like. Or traps, too, maybe, of the magical variety. Don't don't set any of them off. Oh, yeah, and I have the ability to see those. Well, to, to always look for them all the time. I don't remember what it's called, but I know I have that. Probably trap finding. So, as... Sylvie maybe shifts the mirror aside and looks. There is some stuff in this alcove. You see a silver, expensive-looking snuff box, a candle with runes engraved on it, uh, what looks like a very nice set of thieves' tools, and a ring. Mia. Neat. Uh, Sylvie calls Mir over. Can you take a look at this, make sure nothing here is trapped? Ah, uh, yes. I can. So I will make a perception check because that's all you, I think I have to do. <laughs> Except to find traps, I get an extra point. And I got a 26 to find traps. Okay. You don't notice any traps. However, you also don't notice, none of you notice, with a 30 against your perception DCs from under the bed. Oh. <sighs> Crawls. What? <laughs> no! The undead, crooked corpse of a familiar face that stands up, cracking and tilting next to Diego from under the bed. Nine lives. I told you I'll put you in the ground. No! Sooner or later. No. And you see the undead corpse of Gadrin Lamb. Oh my gosh! Oh. oh my god! I'm gonna show you guys this because I did a little, did a little Photoshop work here. Nice. Ooh. That's so good. Love it. Yeah, we're glowing green eyes and gaunt skin. You're gonna have to take credit for your work, Griff. This is gonna have to go up in the Discord because yeah, this is cool. Yep. Oh, what a what a left turn here uh, and you notice another thing as the corpse of Gadron speaks stepping from behind a corner and you had heard this creature's name from the prisoners a sadistic Darrow named Vrieg and you see him now looking down the hall at you and we're gonna go ahead and enter combat here oh my gosh oh, dear here we go. Do we roll a new or? No, I think uh, I think we're gonna use your perceptions while you're in the room. I will let Vec make a roll because I believe I don't think I did. I would. Yeah, I don't think Vec perceived you were detecting magic. So you could use a religion. I know it's not better for you, but it's yeah. up to you. It, it's the same. So regardless, natural twenty, twenty-eight. Nice. Okay. How about? Well, Mir, we got a 26. 
Diego, I believe, was at a 16. Yes. Is that correct? Sylvie had a 24, if I remember correctly. Yep, that's correct. Uh, got you close. Oh, boy. I think we're going to start this encounter. This is concerning. No, notably, neither of these combatants are Rolf Lamb, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which but is, it is another Gadrin set Lamb. of worry that I have. <laughs> Gadrin Lamb is right next to Diego as he crawls from underneath the bed and you see his muscles just like this sinew under paper thin skin twitch speedily twitch as if he has this jolt of energy and he attacks at you and because he has this sudden surge you are flat footed to him Ugh. for this strike It's going to be a 23 against your flat-footed. That hits. Okay, so first thing that happens is you take 10 points of piercing damage, and then you're going to take 5 points of precision damage. He's going to attack at you again. 22. This one is not against flat-footed. Yeah, even after coming to my senses, that still hits. Okay. It's going to be 15 points of piercing damage. Oof. Oof. And then with a final attack... He misses. It is Vex's turn. Vex with a natural 20. This this immensely speedy zombie-like creature just still gets the jump on you. Hmm. The normal Vex MO is to throw out some sort of demoralize or fear or something. It's not going to do much good against an undead combatant. Now, notably, you can't see the other combatant in the room. However, I will say that... Diego, having seen it, would have probably shouted out that there's another thing in there. Okay. Dear. These buggers just don't know when to lay off, do they? He's going to start moving around the bed. Ooh. With only moving five feet, I can see the Darrow. Now to find out if that's 30 feet away. 5, 10, 15, 20, Ah, son of a gun. He is 35 feet away. Mm. So I can't get both of them in an electric arc. I'm going to hold off on healing for now because we know how limited that is at the moment. I wish I could get both of them, but I just can't. So, Griff, I'm just going to need a reflex save from my old friend, Gadrin Lamb. Sure. Not going to be good for him. It's a 15. That is a regular failure. So you're going to be taking some electric damage. Okay. Ooh, damn near boxcars. That is going to be 11 points of electric damage. As he lifts up his left hand, the tattoo glows, and it just jolts into this guy again. Not again, my friend, not again, because Vec went down in the first round fighting this guy the first time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get some Mir action here. Mir, you're up. I think Mir is going to start off uh, by casting um, Produce Blame okay. at this Gross, Gadrin. Okay. Maybe an attack roll. I will. Let's see. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> That's a nat 20 for a 30. There you go. That's a crit. All right. All right. Let me do some damage here. And... God, I love cantrips and Tui. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's nine regular, but we're going to go ahead and double that because it's a crit. 
Uh, but yeah, so that's a total of 18 damage. Okay. And that is two actions. The last action, she's going to command Figgy to attack. Okay. So he will attack twice. Um, first with the bite, second with the claws. Let's see. Haley, don't forget that very important text in your spell. Heightened on a crit. That's target. That target's taking double damage and now 2d4 persistent fire. Oh, you are so right. I forgot about crits on this. Oh my God. Yeah, spells do stuff. All right. uh, Do I roll that now or later? On his turn. Okay. I've got him sitting out and ready though. Okay. Uh, Figgy misses with his first attack. Yeah, that was a total 18. So that sucks. Um, All right. Next one will be close. With the multiple attack penalty. Yep. And that is a 14 on the die for 19. Yeah, it's another miss. Uh, Dang it. I kind of figured, but that's okay. Good, solid start here. Next in the order is Sylvie. Sylvie springs to Diego's aid saying, we defeated you once, we will do it again. And she moves up and attempts to tumble through uh, Gadrin Square in 18. An 18 is a fail. Darn it. All right. Well, she stops right there. Not in a state of panache. She will still attack anyway. So she slashes out with her wish knife. And I rolled a natural 20 for a one. This is so good. We really don't like this guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. All right. So I roll. Roll the dice. Add your bonus. Double that. Double it. Okay. Thank you. That is 18 points of slashing damage. And then final action, she casts a shield in front of her. So her family crest appears on her upturned arm. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to go ahead and cast a spell here. I need Diego to make me a... Will save. Ah, okay. Oh, it's not good. That's a 13. Okay. You critically fail. <gasps> you fall prone. You can't use actions or reactions for one round. And then you are slowed one and can't use reactions for the duration, as long as I sustain this hideous laughter that you <gasps> succumb to. I can't use actions or reactions for a round? Yes. The critical failure condition is the target falls prone and can't use actions or reactions for one round. It then suffers the failure effects, which is the target is slowed one and can't use reactions. Uh, Then, then I'm going to go ahead and give her the old shield. So he is, uh, he magically casts a shield here. Diego just falls prone laughing. It's just doubled over in forced laughter. And unfortunately loses this turn to laughter. Cannot take actions. It was Kuda when Trinia did it, you bitch! It is now Gadrin's turn against a flat-footed opponent. So roll me some fire da- persistent fire damage. Double fours. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's see what we can do here against the prone Diego. I'm sorry, buddy. Let's see. 19, 29, 33. Yeah, that's a crit. 
Okay. So you take 28 points of regular damage, and then the sneak attack damage is doubled too. So let me roll that. Yeah, that's definitely oh, going to bloody Diego for sure. So then another 12 points of sneak attack damage. Diego is still up, but only by a thread. Well, here comes another attack. Maybe not. That's only going to be a 19. Being prone, that meets. Okay. So you're going to take 11 points of piercing. Yep, that's enough to bring him down. Okay, you would take another 8 points of uh, precision from the sneak attack, but you do just go down here. And I can't use my reaction that I I have from uh, my Duskwalker heritage to react and attack because hideous laughter is in effect. Mm -hmm. That is the creature's turn. Diego is... Now dying one. Vec, you're up. Well, my decision has been made for me there. (laughs) Okay. Vec is going to go ahead and raise his hands. They glow with golden energy, and he just channels almost everything he has left into Diego, burning through my very last quote-unquote spell slot for the day. Still got cantrips, still got a couple focus spells left, but here comes level two heal. Last one of the dungeon, so... Uh, All things considered, not terrible. Pretty down the middle there on the D12s. Did I do that math right? Yes, I did. 30 points of healing. Very nice. Very big heal. All right, so that's two actions. That is two actions, and I listened to the last couple episodes recently. I think I have guidanced everybody in this party besides Gakin and myself. I don't have anything productive that I can do with just one action because the Darrow is a little too far away. So just in the event that I have to roll something in the next minute or so, I will guidance myself. <laughs> okay, it's not a bad choice. We have Mira up now. Yeah, I'm sure Diego's still not at full, and I could take a step up in battle medicine. I I think that's what I should do. Um, I don't think I've battle medicined Diego at all today, so I'm good. Step up battle medicine. Yeah, step up, and then I will battle medicine. So I'm gonna go ahead and do my treat wounds. (laughs) Give me a medicine check. And um, can I go for the DC 20 to really try and help here? Okay. Makes sense. All right. See how you do. Let's see. Ooh. 17. So no, not Well, you quite. know the results. You have a hero point if you want to use it. Oh, you know, that's a really good call. However, I, it could be the only thing that uh, stabilizes you. I understand that. But also... If Diego doesn't get healed, I can, like this is my chance, I feel like. So I'm going to use the hero point, and I'm going to re-roll. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'll take that yeah. off. Depending on the result, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna oh, roll. man. Okay, okay. I got a 10. There we go. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't have a plus 12, so I <laughs> really didn't need a very high number. <laughs> But I got it. That is great. That this makes this all worth it. Now it is, I believe. I always forget this, so let me grab it. 
Uh, it, you definitely at least get 10. That's a guarantee. 2d8 plus 10. I'm and then you get another 2d8, yes. Normally it would just be 2d8, but with the DC 20. Seven plus 10. 17. Hey, Wonderful. That's, that's yeah. Good healing. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. That's what I rolled on the first medicine check, so. <laughs> All right, uh, and then Figgy will act on his own to, to bite. Well, you've used oh. two actions, so you <gasps> could, you could no. command Figgy. It moved, and then battle medicine is one action. I had in my head that it was two. <laughs> Shouldn't be. I, no, we're, I know. we're assuming you have your med kit in a bandolier or whatever. Um, yeah, that's the pocket of mud and worms. Yeah. Yes. So the, get... the bandolier of medicine is, in your case, a pocket of mud and worms. Yeah. The mud and worm pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's totally fine. All right. Well, then I'll command Biggie to actually um, attack twice. Okay. I really feel like the worms are just a placebo. I'm not sure they really do much. You could technically have Figgy move into a flank if you wanted, but that would be one of his actions. In the bed? Yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of movement to hop up onto the bed or be like, you know, directly behind it. That's fair then. Okay. I uh, I was, I guess I was worried about him being, I guess he's not small. My head, he's smaller than he is. Mm-hmm. All right. I will uh, then, then have Figgy try and bite and it's only an 18. Okay, and 18 doesn't do it. I know. Sad day. Sylvie is up. Sylvie, in an attempt to draw Gadrin's attention, she's going to try to tumble through his square again. Okay. Rolled a little better this time. That is a 29. 29 does. All right. Uh, she ends up back in the same square she was originally, but... But she's in panache. Yeah. He's flat-footed to her. She's feeling way more confident. She's actually feeling so confident that at the end of her tumble-through action, she just continues her spin, and she, in that twirl, tries to slash Gadrin with her wish knife using a confident finisher. All right, that's a 22 because he is flat-footed to you. <gasps> yes. Oh. There we go. Oh, yay. Okay. Good thing you tumbled. Yeah, that uh, having the tumble behind is great to get flat, good and flat-footed. Oh, I need to roll my DC 15 to see if that burn stopped. Natural one. It did not. <laughs> Sweet. I was going to say, I didn't give him the persistent burn in the system, so. That is roll for that. 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage, no joke. Some good damage. And then final action, she uh, raises her, uh, she casts shield again. Okay. Yeah, the creature's looking pretty hurt. I'm going to go ahead and sustain that hideous laughter, uh, keeping Diego slowed, slowed one. And then, this is tough. I, I love having options. I love having options, folks. Let's see. I need, let me get a ruler here. I need Diego and Figgy to make me fortitude saves. Uh oh. Okay. That's a natural one. I'm considering hero pointing this because I don't like the things that this creature's done, but I'm worried about future stabilizes too. Yeah, Figgy didn't roll so hot either. Rolled a five. For a 16 total, this is one of the best saves and still rolled really bad. 16 shouldn't be a crit fail, though. No, it won't be a crit fail. So I think I'm going to save it. 
yeah, at this point with wounded one on, I know this is going to be bad, but I'm, I'm worried about having to do a full stabilize down the road. So I think I'm going to just keep the crit fail. Okay. You both crit fail. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Oh, dear. Regret. <sighs> it's a high level creature we're fighting. Now that's, that's tough. Oof. So you each take 22 points of negative damage and you're both bleeding four. I'm sorry, bleeding four? Yes, you are persistently bleeding four. Okay. So the um, the persistent damage you would have taken is doubled. So that hurts. It does. But it is Diego's turn. Now, Diego, you went unconscious, so you do not have your weapon, and you are prone on the ground. And I'm slowed. You're slowed. So there's only so much I can do. I can grab the weapon and stand grab an attack from the ground. I don't think rage is, in the, is an option here for me. I really think that we've got to try to get this get Gadrin back down so that we can move on to this, this, this caster that's in to our east about 20 feet through another room. So that's what he's going to do. He's going to pick his maul up and then from the ground attempt to swing. Okay. 16 on the die though. That's going to go to a 25. Yep, that'll hit. Oh, ho, ho. okay. I needed that. 17 points of bludgeoning damage. Really good damage. So now I take my bleed. Yep, so you're going to take four points of bleed. I'm going to try to see if I can roll a stabilize here from that. No stabilize. Okay, so you're still bleeding four. I mean, it looks like you slammed into like his the side of his knee, and this would be like a career-ender football injury for somebody, but he just like stands over you with that undead grotesque smile of his you can tell though like you know diego one of one of like positive and negative energy with the spirits beside him you can you can like tell that the negative energy is waning in this thing so you have done quite a bit of damage to it i want to do some positive but i just don't have this the actions for it okay it is gadrin's turn does he still take the persistent He does damage? take the persistent fire damage at the start. Do I roll again, or...? Yes, you roll the 2d4 every round that he takes it. Um, just while you're rolling that, I'll roll to see if I... Double twos, that's ...end up stabilizing there. I don't with a 13, so I'm still persistently burning. Um, Good. And yeah, that, that fire damage, again, it just seems like he's, he's like, burning and withstanding it. Um... How many times do we have to put you in the ground, old man? <laughs> and so, first thing that happens is he's going to swing out at Sylvie. Sylvie, this is against your flat-footed because, again, he has this sickening burst of speed. Ugh. So, does her shield... Oh, I'll just click it on. and then Her shield is in effect, yes. But you're still flat-footed. Flat footed. So, okay. it's going to be flat-footed minus two. Your shield should be a plus... One, right? Yeah, I have it. Cl- I have it all clicked okay. on. I will double check. But yep, plus one. Ouch! It's a natural twenty. Uh. So this is this is going to hurt. Um, oh oh oh! Uh, she is going to use her the shield block. Shield block. Action with the yes. shield. Okay. Nice, nice. So that'll play into this. So the shield's going to take five of this total damage, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, so let me. Throw the critical, throw the critical damage in there. Ugh. Oh, no. okay. So that's that's thirty points. Then 
the sneak attack this is another 12 points of damage yeah that uh, that hurts <laughs> as he slashes out with this long sword ouch yeah she takes 37 points of damage and her shield just splinters the magical shield splinters and breaks apart sure and then he's going to move and attempt to acrobatics through Vec. Oh no. <laughs> 28 against your reflex DC. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're flat footed to this next attack. Oh, he's coming for me now. Yeah. Undead really don't like those that can use positive energy. Well, we don't like them uh, either. So, so let's see. Against the flat footed Vec. Ooh, not good. 13, that's going to miss you, I think. Wow, yeah, that does miss. And that is Gadrin's turn. Vec, you're up, and this zombie-like creature is in your face. Let me bounce something off of you. Sure. I know he's sort of on the ropes. I know my job is the healer, but I also do have positive energy. I could lay on hands him, do some positive energy there. That'd be 2d6. I want to make sure that I don't actually have to do an attack against him to do that, because if I do, there's a very good chance I'm going to fail that. This spell does not have anything like an attack trait. Your hands become infused with positive energy, healing, or damaging, yada, yada, yada. If you use lay on hands on a willing living target, you restore six. If your target is one of your allies, you gain, uh, doesn't matter. Against an undead target, you deal 1d6 damage, and it must attempt a basic fortitude save. If it fails, it also takes a negative two status penalty on AC for one round. How bad, I mean, hang on though, how, like how many of those do you get? I've got two of them. So I believe what's gonna happen here is it's gonna be a basic fortitude save, right? Just like any spell mm -hmm. would be. So you could, you like touch him with this. If I crit succeed, nothing happens. If right. I succeed, he takes half of the 1d6 negative energy. If he, uh, if he fails, he takes the full damage and loses an AC for a round. And if he crit fails, he takes double damage and loses the AC for a round. Does that okay. make sense? Uh, I believe that's how that works. It does make sense to me. So, uh, you using it? I'm just feeling worried about the healing. Spell. No, it's heightened, yeah. right? So is it? Does so it, it would be two d six. Yeah, he should be weak to positive being undead, so he would take a little extra. But is it enough to push him over into actually going back in the grave? Probably not. And I am at full health, so if he keeps kiting after me, I can probably take a full round from him if I have to. So here's what I'm gonna do. Vec is going to move back to the center of the party. He's got Diego on the ground next to him. He's got Sylvie right up front, Mir to the side, Figgy right next to the bed. Time to spread the love. I'm, I'm sorry, Diego, but this, the ship's kind of sunk there. You're not going to be super effective for a while, so you're just going to get a little bit, but I need to keep Sylvie around. So Vec is going to lay on hands Sylvie and you're going to get 12 points of healing. But what I can do is split off my two bonus points of healing to Diego. Nice. That just might matter. I got persistent bleed. Thank Throwing you. Throwing you a little bit of a bone there. I'm sorry. I have one action left because lay on hands is only one action, so I can battle medicine somebody. How much damage did Figgy take? I, I mean, Figgy took 22. Mir does have heal animal as a 
pretty quick spell. Okay. Yeah, I think if you can help Diego's the one at this point. Okay. I mean, Sylvie even took a lot of damage. Yeah, she's still not looking great. Sylvie's still like probably 25 in the hole. Yeah. Boy, this is so tough. Um, I have already battled medicine, Diego. I can't do anything more with him. Okay. But I could potentially help. Help Sylvie. That's very valuable. Thanks. So I will battle medicine Diego then. Or try. (laughs) Five on the die would be a failure. I have a hero point. This is the difference between you getting 2d8 of healing or not. It's not a lot. Yeah, it's not not a whole bunch. Oh, because you're targeting 15. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want this to be worthless, though. Screw it. I'm doing it. Okay. So you're using a hero point. So three. It's the same. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, well. That sucks. Uh, remember, most of you still have hero cards. So if you need if you need extraordinary measures, mm-hmm. a lot of you do have a hero card left. Okay. Mir. All right. Mir's turn. Um. Oh, and Sylvie, you get a plus two bonus to your AC for one round. Oh, that's yes. cool. What kind Forgot of... Forgot to mention that. Neat. What kind of bonus is that? That is circumstance, probably. Status. Status. Status bonus. Thank you. Of course. All right. I do think I'll use this to two action heal animal on Figgy. Okay. Get him up, which would be uh, at this point 2d8. So take your four. So as, as we know, the, the persistent happens at the start. So take your four. Okay. points of bleed before you factor this in because if you heal yourself to full, I don't want you to take the bleed damage then after. Okay. Okay. Took that, I think. And then um, it should be 2d8 plus 16, which is very hot. So this will heal him to full, hopefully. So I got six on the die plus 16. So that's a lot of healing. Does it get him to full? It'd be great to, if I could do the math in my head, but I cannot. Sounds like 22 healing. And that will get him two points away from full. Which sucks or because four points that, away from that, full. Doesn't, yep. that doesn't stop your bleed. I'm aware. Um, is it an action to see if I, like, isn't there some save you can do? You do a, you know, it would be a DC 15 flat check. And is at that? At the end of the turn. At the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're, we're just where we are. All right, so then Mir will command Figgy to move up and bite. Okay. So let's let's hope on this. It's 20. Nope. I know. That freaking sucks. So Figgy misses again because I can't roll good with him at all lately. Okay, Sylvia's up. Hey, do I do my DC 15 now? Yes, do your DC 15 flat check. Four. Okay, Figgy's still bleeding four. Yep. Okay. Sylvie's feeling a little bit better after all that healing. She moves up and then attempts a tumble through as part of her action, hoping to end up flanking with Figgy if she's successful. That is a 27. 27 does it. Yes. All right. She sets up the flank with Figgy. She enters. You have the movement to do that. So, because technically the way that would have worked is you would move 5, 10, five, 15, 20, 25, 10, 30, correct? It's 5, 
10, 15, 25, 30, 35, 40, right? Because he is difficult terrain. So you do difficult terrain both when you enter and exit the square? Sorry, he should he should just count as 10. His square should count as 10. So 5, 15, 20, 30 to go through his square, 35. Oh, you have 35. I have 30. In the state of Panache, I get 35. So I miscalculated the... Or sorry, hold on. Couldn't five, you just move ten, straight 15, to him into figgy yeah. square? Yeah. You could go 5, 10... 15, 20, 25, 30? Yes, okay. yes. So you can make it, you just had to take the diagonal first instead of the... Yes. Yeah, yeah, first diagonal. That's how I was counting it. I did it that way just in case she was not successful. She wasn't, like, bumping or, like, in the yeah, weird space in with Figgy. square or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Math. Love it. Multiples of five. When will we ever figure it out? When will this crew learn to multiply? <laughs> <laughs> Is that an angle you're walking on, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Sylvie gains extra confidence after successfully tumbling through, and she uses her confident finisher, saying, Your time is long past. And she stabs out with her wish knife. Oh, um, that is only a 14, so. 14 doesn't do but it. But she does still do a little bit of damage. Okay. Isn't going to be much. Three points of piercing damage. Okay. Um, she is out of her state of panache. Yep, and because you used a finisher, you can't use anything yep. else with the attack action. You could attempt to intimidate him, I suppose. Well, he's undead. He is undead. I mean, she can attempt it. She, she can attempt, attempt it. it. Yeah, can attempt it. Is all I'm saying. Uh, you know what? Why not tumble through again with her last action? Okay. Yeah. Regain that panache. Oh, this one's much better. If only I had this on the attack. That's a 26. Yep, you're good. All right. Okay. First things first, I'm going to sustain the hideous laughter. And then I am going to go ahead and center this on Vec. Here we go. Son of a gun. Let's see. Uh, he can see in, but he can't see mirror. So I think he's going to try and get Figgy in that. So that's where he's going to put it. He's going to put it one pass back to get Figgy and not get his undead ally. So that should get... It looks like it still gets mirror too. Well, that's just gravy, ain't <laughs> it? So that's what he's going to do. I need everyone to make me a fortitude save. Well, that's looking like a 13. 14 here. 14. Yeah, unfortunately, I've already used my hero point, but Mir also got a 14. Now, Figgy did get a nat 20, though, which is good. Okay. okay. Figgy is unaffected, I believe. However, everyone else has critically failed. Yeah, I figured. So. Critically fails what? What does uh, this look like? This burst of sound uh, erupts yep. into the room. Ooh. Classic Daryl move. I'm going to go ahead and turn on Deafened. Yeah. So that is 30 points of sonic damage. Christ! Because that's the critical fail damage, so that's the doubled. I mean, yeah, but um, still. And you critically failed, so you are deafened for a minute and stunned one. 
Uh, good thing stun doesn't stack with slowed, but Diego is still uh, down again. I think he's dying two now. Uh, you are dying three. From a critical that, failure? That was a critical failure, correct? So Diego is dying three. I'm going to move him in the initiative yep. above this guy. So you guys have a full turn. Um, I don't know what happens to Gakin when you go unconscious, if anything. I think he just he just um, dematerializes. I think he just poofs, which it doesn't matter too much. It doesn't for, do anything yeah. for, for this circumstance. Um, okay. So that happens. So Diego is unconscious and dying three. You see his, his, it almost looks like just a gout of blood comes out of his ruptured eardrums and he just, you know, uh, you didn't even make it off the ground, right? So you, you kind of just like yeah. crumple back yeah. over. That persistent damage looking very threatening now. Yeah, that persistent damage will kill you. Again, you do have uh, hero points yeah. to yeah. negate. Um, going to have to make that, that DC 15 save if I want to keep living. It is now Gadrin's turn. Gadrin is going to roll a deception against Sylvie's perception DC. Uh, I don't think he's going to get it, though, uh, with a 17. No, not quite. So with a feint, I believe that I think he only becomes flat-footed to you on a crit fail. Yeah, and that was not a critical but, failure. But now he's going to attempt to attack you. You're not flat-footed, so he's not going to get any sneak attack off. And she still has the higher AC, I believe. Well, she's going to need it, because that's a 31. It's not a critical, but that definitely hits. That's good. I mean, you saved yourself the yeah, critical. Yeah, that is huge. So that's 11 points of slashing damage. And that is his whole turn because he's back to not being as twitchy. He's very slow. Vec. I'm sorry. Was I stunned one or stunned for one round? Because apparently those are two very different things. It looks like you are stunned one. Stunned okay. one. You've become senseless. You can't act while stunned. Stunned usually includes a value, which includes how many total actions you lose, mm -hmm. possibly over multiple turns from being stunned. Each time you regain actions, such as at the start of your turn, reduce the number you regain by your stun value, then reduce your stun value by the number of actions you lost. So, like, if you were stunned yeah. three, you wouldn't get to act this turn, but you're stunned right. one, so you still have two actions. So, and, and the reason I ask is because there's a rider all the way at the end. If you're stunned for a duration, you lose all your actions for the listed duration. So if it's, yes, like, stunned yes. for a round, mm -hmm. then that's very different than stunned one. Just like if you're stunned four, mm -hmm. it lasts into the next turn. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have two actions. Yes. Holy crap, things are so freaking dire right now. We haven't put any hurt on this Vrieg character. Diego is in a rough way with persistent oh, damage. Um, roll me Gadrin's persistent fire, and I'll roll to... I got a 14, so I don't save from the fire. I forgot about this. I'm so glad you remember. Seven. Come what on. does it look like? Yes! Yes. We need this. Uh, well, I, I would think this papery skin, probably not very many liquids left in his body, have just continued to blaze very, very consistently as he slowly uh, begi begins to basically crumble as he's uh, been all burned up. And this was just kind of last straw there. 
see some coals. I'm yeah. so happy. God, that produced uh, flame can trip was so clutch. That was a good yeah. yeah, night. Co- yeah, couple of couple early good crits. Uh, really, you really needed really to chunk us. through that thing. Okay. I, f- I feel like I got to lay on hands, Diego, right? I know you're in a really weird spot with persistent damage and a, a high wounded condition. Chris, what are your thoughts here? Like, so full Chris, cards on the table, open kimono. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the lay on hands is going to give me HP. Yeah. When I take persistent damage, I'm not going to fall back under because of that. Yep. Right now I'm at dying three. I take persistent damage without that. I go to dying four. I have the diehard feet. Mm-hmm. as a dusk walker i die at dying five so there's some time but i would love to if you lay on hands with me i'm going to come back at wounded two and it's going to take way more to get me down again okay good yeah I, I i know you still had a hero point you were potentially looking to stabilize to negate wounded and stuff so that's why i wanted to ask you i'm, I'm very glad to hear you have die hard so vec then is going to go ahead and lay on hands, Diego. I'm pumping it all into you. I'm not splitting that other extra two off. You're gonna get 14 points of healing. You're also gonna have a plus two to your AC for one round. Yeah. I have one action left. And I guess at this point, I am close enough to this little bugger. To intimidating glare. To intimidate him. Okay. Gets my will, DC. Yes, and he's gonna say, You're next, small friend. <laughs> Probably not going to do it. 18 total. No, that doesn't no. do it. He's immune to your intimidate for some time now. Mir, uh, you made the you made the bad guy crispy. Yep, and Figgy's going to take four points of damage. Four points of bleed. Yep. And then Mir is going to move 10 feet and make sure it's 30 feet away. And then she is uh, got nice line of sight, so she is actually going to cast Sudden Bolt. Okay. On uh, this punk Darrow. And uh, so reflex. I need, yeah, I do need a, a DC 20 basic reflex. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a 22. So that succeeds, but so, so you'll take damage. half damage yep. here. And so you're going to take 11 um, electricity damage. 11 is the damage halved, correct? Yeah, that's the halved. So it's okay. 22 total. All right. Some damage, putting a little hurt on him. Okay, that was a move and two actions to cast a spell. Yeah. Figgy can maybe move towards. I think that's what Figgy would do. I think Figgy would move up uh, next to Diego at this point. Okay. Um, And just uh, hang out there. And then I need to do a flat check. Yes, to stop Figgy's bleed. 17. Okay, Figgy's no longer bleeding. Nice. Didn't mean to yell. That was very exciting for me. (laughs) Sylvie. Sylvie is on the far side of the room right now and unfortunately with her even with her increased movement speed she still would be 10 feet away from this creature not quite able to attack so she needs to do two move actions to get up to that creature and she's already in a state of panache so she doesn't oh she wouldn't need to tumble through but could make the creature flat-footed. That's true. If on that second move you want to tumble through. Why not? It doesn't hurt me at all to attempt the tumble through. If I fail, it just stops my movement. Mm-hmm. Then with her second move action, Sylvie moves in and attempts to tumble through to get a good flanking position ready to go. 
Ooh, probably not going to do it. Only a 16. 16 does not. All right, so she stays where she is at. She is in a state of panache. She only has one action left. She's got to use it on that confident finisher. Okay. Hopefully I can roll well. Ugh, only an 18, and it's not flat-footed to her. 18 doesn't do it. She does still do a little bit of damage. Okay. Only two points of piercing damage. All right. Diego, you have just recovered your consciousness. You are on the ground, weaponless. Oh, yes. The weaponless part. Forgot about that, but that's a thing. Ugh. This is tough. Oh, God. The crawl action is just five feet of crawling. Well, if you spend all three of your turns crawling, you will get to the creature in 15 I, I'm feet. I'm slowed and, and stunned, oh, so I only never, have two actions. Sorry, yeah. never mind, yeah. of course. Are you also stunned? They, they don't um, oh, stack. Oh, they don't stack. Yeah, the stunned override slowed. I feel like I need to pick... I I really wanted to get out of the way of future uh, spells? attacks and spells from this thing, but I just don't see how that's possible. I think I'm, I need to pick my maul up and stand up, so that's what I'm going to do. All right, that is Diego's turn. Did you do your flat check? Or do you not? Yeah, I, need, I need to take my damage and do my flat check. Take your four bleed and then flat check a Rooney. Boy's got 10 hit points left. 17 on the die, though, so yes! I clear that up. Yeah. That was. Uh, Get it. I was really worried about that. And uh, my AC lasts until your next turn, right? The AC yep. bonus? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so your AC bonus is gone, Sylvie. That's correct. Okay. I need Sylvie to make me a fortitude save. Mm, I've so far been able to not roll these. We know saves are always Emily's favorite. Yeah, Emily likes mm, to do saves. Yeah, she does love I'm saves. so bad. Big fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, these saves have been so high, this is probably not going to be enough. That's a 24. You sticking with it? I mean, my hit points are so low. I'm worried I'm going to go down and I'll need to stabilize. She's in a room by herself right now with this Duro. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the 24. Okay. That is a fail. It's not a crit fail. And so... Okay, you're going to take 22 points of negative energy damage and you see your life essence get sucked out of you and coalesce around the Darrow. Uh, Sylvie is hanging on by a thread right now. Like that was almost almost everything she had left. Well, he does not like you in his face. And so the wand in his, in his one hand does go off uh, at you and you just naturally take Ooh, Max, five points of damage as a magic missile shoots into Uh, Sylvie goes down. Okay. Sylvie is dying one. Unfortunately, Sylvie doesn't have persistent damage, so you might have a little bit of time. Vec. All my heal spells are gone. Focus points gone. Oh, I do also want to say, notably, the hideous laughter was not sustained in that round. Oh, that's big. That is definitely big. I'm going to wait a moment before running up and trying to battle medicine, Sylvie. It's not good at that anyway. Okay. 
basically everyone's going to be going before this next creature. So, give me really old delay. Well, give me the give me one moment. I need to check the traits on some of these things because I'm deafened. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does the slowed fall away at the point where they don't sustain it, or do I have to do I have to take my turn with it on to remove it? So they they do not sustain. Let me just read the text of hideous laughter real quick uh, to make sure we do it by the book. So target is overtaken with uncontrollable laughter. It attempts a will save on a fail. The target is slowed one and can't use reactions and the duration is sustained. So I believe when I stop sustaining it is the moment that it falls off. The condition falls off. Okay. Okay. I know what I want to do now. Vec looks at this creature and says, you may not be the lamb we're looking for, but it's time for you to hear our lions roar as I do a little bon mo. I need to see if I fail this with a flat check though, because I have the deafened condition and this oh, has boy. the auditory trait. Okay. Success. Okay. So bon mo is a diplomacy versus your will DC. Mm -hmm. 26. 26 succeeds. Okay. What that means is you have a minus two penalty to perception and will saves for one minute. You can do stuff to retort to Bonmo. It's going to cost an action. Okay. As my second and third action, Vec is going to push up the demon mask to his face, and I'm going to need a will save from this creature against fear. Okay. That is a 21. Well, that's a success. You're just frightened one. Okay, but frightened one. Yeah. Auto demoralized there for the success. You gotta love it. Absolutely. That's it. Okay. Mir, you're up. You are stunned one because we didn't do it your last turn. Yeah. I don't have a lot of health. Neither does uh, most of us. <laughs> most, most, the health economy <laughs> is in shambles. <laughs> I would venture to say none of us have a lot of health. Some of us have no health. That's correct. Yes, some are on the ground. <laughs> Various degrees of on the ground. All right. This might be, a, might feel like an odd decision, but I think it'll be overall best for the party, which is I think I might battle medicine Vec so that Vec can be running in and helping heal because if I run in there, I do not have much health. You can also battle medicine yourself. I know I can battle medicine myself, okay. but if I battle medicine Vec this time, because I don't, I only have two actions, which mm -hmm. means I could only battle medicine, and then if I ran in, I couldn't battle medicine Sylvie, right? Yeah, because you've already battled medicine Sylvie. Yeah. Right, and so I, in order for it to be even, to make sense for Mir to go in there, she would need to battle medicine herself, basically, so she can survive, then run in and battle medicine Sylvie. But since she can't do that, she's going to do the next best thing, which is battle medicine Vec, and then maybe just battle medicine herself, like. Oh yeah, do both battle us. medicines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my only option will be to try and battle medicine Sylvie if someone doesn't take the spot right in front of this Daryl, which is I'm totally fine doing. But yeah, I've got I got nothing else in the tank, and I will yeah. I'll do that. But that's just that's that's all I got. It's okay. All right, I'm gonna try and battle medicine you. I am gonna target twenty because that's makes sense. Okay. I do not because I rolled a four. <laughs> Okay. That um. Literally, have to roll an eight. Yeah, like that, that's the like that's how. 
mm-hmm. that does make Vec immune to your battle medicine. For failing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'll bet like you've used it on him. Yeah, I'll bet I'll try and battle medicine myself. I'm gonna do the same thing, target twenty, because pods should be in my favor. And then we're not. I'm rolling like absolute oof, trash. Oof. I'm rolling like trash. Oof. That's that, really bad. That really hurts, uh, but you're no longer stunned. That's um, good. Um, and now it would be Figgy's turn. I mean, I don't know how Figgy doesn't run into the room, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is his... I mean, he's friends with all of you. He would right. He would like hear Sylvie yelp potentially in there. In fact, um, I think he'll run right in and he'll actually stand next to Figgy, both threatening the punk, but stand next to Figgy. Or next to Sylvie. Threatening the Darrow Magister? Yep. Okay. All right. Diego, it is your turn. Okay. Hold on one second. I'm sorry this will be slightly retconny, but it's very important. When I cast Fear, that was a non-cantrip spell, so I can give one hit point to somebody. So it'll be Diego, I guess. Awesome. (laughs) You never know when that's gonna that's gonna matter. I will take that hit point with with pleasure. Diego utters a roar that he can't hear. Giant bellow that reverberates through the halls of this 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 cramped dungeon and runs through the hallway towards this Darrow with his maul drawn. Runs past a little bit with his hammer lagging to try to swing it through to hit the Darrow. So I'm running in. No time to rage. I'm just going to try to attack twice. Okay. Uh, Diego, you notice as you walk in the or as you rush in the twitching like sylvie might have been able to say this had she stayed up the second she moved into the room but uh you see twitching with unlife the torso and right arm covered in shawanti tribal tattoos sitting on this table here it, it appears that this darrow in this room had had brought it back necromantically some way I hate that. I hate that so much. And I also hate this if this doesn't hit. This is a 19 against this Frightened Arrow. A 19 does not hit the Frightened Arrow. <sighs> okay. Another attack. Okay. Oh, that's cocked. It's so close to a 16 on the die. So bad. 17 on the die with okay. my next roll, though. Uh, that's got? a 22 to hit. That does not hit. The, the Frightened Arrow? Oh, that's my God. That's a problem. Uh-oh. Wait, sorry. So uh, five. So I have an eleven minus five is six. Uh, this is twenty-three hit. Meets beats on the frightened arrow. Yes. Yeah! I gotta make sure I do my addition correctly. <laughs> you little scavengers trying to get the AC out of me. Listen. <laughs> okay, I got an axe on one of my D12s, which nice. means max. So that's seventeen plus four, twenty-one points Ooh. of bludgeoning damage against this creature. That's good damage. That's what we need. And that's my turn. You can see the like Sylvie's life essence coalescing around the thing, and that hit just makes it dissipate. Good. Well, not for Sylvie, but mm. good for against the Darrow. Yeah. Uh, Sylvie, you are dying. Well, I said I was saving my hero point for this, so I'm going to use my hero point. Okay. Using your hero point brings you to one health, and you are not wounded from the dying condition. (laughs) Your health is terrible, but you're kind of good as new. You didn't get wounded by that drop, but that is your full turn. And it is 
the Darrow's turn. On the Darrow's turn, uh, that that staff that was casting magic missile just continues like another missile just fires out from it. You can kind of direct it, so I'm going to have it hit Diego. That is only two points of damage. Oh, shit. Well, he saw Sylvie get up, but it's fine. Well, it's fine. I can't. I can't I'm the one who hit the chest piece. I'm the one damaging it. Yeah, you're damaging it. Um, he's going to move to a corner of the room here, and I need fortitude saves from the three of you in a line. Oh, no. The wand, the wand cast is just automatic. The wand is, okay. yes. You, if, if you were to recognize it a little later, if you survive this, you would know what it does, what it do. Uh, Figgy That's saves. 26. This, I know this is going to bring me down again, but I, I, I still don't think I, I'll have a good option of saving against this if I re-roll. That is a, an 18. An 18 is not a critical failure. I also got an 18. I ruled poorly. Okay. Not a critical failure, but here's what happens. Minimum. Wow. Almost as bad as I could have rolled. Um, so those of you that failed take five negative energy damage on 4d4. Oh. Uh, and and you are bleeding two. Figgy takes two points of negative damage and is not bleeding. Okay. So many of those rolls could have brought me down. So Diego is up. I believe that knocks Sylvie down. Yep, and now she has persistent damage. Now she has persistent damage. I'm going to leave you right in front of the the Darrow here, Vrieg. And yeah, you have persistent bleed too, which is going to be very dangerous <laughs> as damaged as you are. Yeah. So you're again, because you used your hero point last time, you're only dying mm-hmm. one. Okay. Right now. And oh my gosh, by golly, it's Vex's turn. All right, it's Vex's turn. He is remaining in this living quarters right next to Mir, who tried to battle medicine him. Gakin standing in the door, um, <laughs> clueless. Then there's... What should I be doing, Loka? Can't can't hear him. Doesn't know he's talking to me. There is about like a 10 foot long little tunnel passageway into this other living quarters that the real shit's going down in. And Vec is death, but probably can see most of the Darrow and some of his friends. And so we would have seen these black tentacles sprout out of the ground and just impale them one after the other after the other down a line and he pulls bandages from his pack starts wrapping them around him as I try to battle medicine myself just to see what are you targeting I don't have a choice it's 15 because I think I'm just trained which I succeed okay 2d8 okay that is nine points of healing. One moment, please. All right, this is something I usually don't talk about. I just take into account for myself, but as an effect of, this is a, a one of those points where it's it's worthwhile talking about because we're so close on everything. Um, with As part of my curse, I do take a status penalty equal to half my level on number of hit points I recover from all sources of healing. So that nine is looking a lot more like seven. Mm-hmm. But as he does this, he looks back over his shoulder to Mir. If I'll make it out of this, keep doing great things. And he runs <laughs> into the room, stops by Sylvie, and tries to battle medicine her. 
I do not have a hero point. Natural ones happen. I think that's all the only thing that I can roll that it's a crit failure. If I do, you are taking damage. So those are cards on the table. Oh boy. Which is gonna put you a little further down. I don't like talking about it before the roll. 17 on the die. Yes! Nice. Boom. Very nice. That is a 25. Which is a crit. That's a crit. Which is a crit. Yay. 48, baby. It would appear that I've learned something, something from my barber after all. Emily, you're looking at 30 points of healing. Eight, seven, doubled. Well, you got it. You got actually roll forty-eight. It's not a doubled thing. Oh, it's not doubled. Yeah, oh. uh, it's like one of the very few things. It's that a weird. That. That. Yeah. That. All right. Well, <laughs> but it's fifteen. Plus. There's okay. fifteen plus. Fifteen is on this the table. More. Eighteen points. Oh, of no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. Much worse. Much worse. Uh, uh, but that's still that's uh, huge. Yeah, thank that's you. That's a huge heal. You're welcome. Great, great chain of events kicked off by Mir. This worked out the way that it was supposed to. Let's keep it rolling. That's three actions. Okay. Next in the order is Mir. All right. Mir, you can see the guy. Yeah. You basically see Vec, just the shoulder of Diego, and uh, and about a third of this Darrow sitting in the yeah. corner of the room. Yeah. Mir's going to run over. And she's going to battle medicine Gadrin to heal Diego. Gaken? Or Gaken, sorry. Yes! Nice. Because I forgot. Oh, wait, sorry, guys, sorry. Uh, but when I've been unconscious, Gaken's dematerialized, so he's not there anymore. Oh, yeah, you've uh, been unconscious. Yeah. So you're mm, yeah. Ugh, sorry about that. That was that such hurts. a good idea. That's such a good idea. Yeah, we should have taken it. All right, Mira's going to move forward. She's going to go right behind Vec and then cast uh, Produce Flame on this. Darrow. All right, give me an attack roll. Oh, the Darrow is no longer 15, no so. longer frightened, right? Definitely not. Um, yeah, fifteen is a is a miss there. There's the turn. Okay, Diego is up. Okay, Diego is takes ten feet away from this creature. Yep, takes two points, which puts him at two points. Oofa doofa. With a trail of blood, of his own blood, leading into this room, and on his last legs, uh, having gone then in and out of consciousness multiple times in the last 30-ish seconds, Diego yells in his unfathomable rage something incomprehensible, takes a five-foot step up, and is going to try to put this Darrow down. Okay, so... Are you raging or are you just really mad? I'm just really mad. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not using the rage action. I think it's it's worth more swinging twice than that extra hit points okay. are. Or the extra, the extra uh, damage, damage yeah. points. Yeah. 17 on the die. That goes to a 28. 28 hits. I need a big roll. 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. One more swing. 15 on the die goes only goes to a 21. 21 does not hit. Okay. The the calculation right now is go for try for the reroll at map. I don't think I want to do that because the odds aren't in my favor for the hero okay. point. So yeah, that's my turn. Would you like to roll to recover from the blade? I would. I'd love that. 
19 on the dot. Oh, so lucky. It would have taken you out. Uh, yeah, I mean, truly, this could have been one of your last few turns, regardless of the Darrow, because our healing is so tapped out on you. Yeah. Yeah. Sylvie. God, that 19 on the roll could have been it. That could have saved your life right there. Sylvie's taking... Do you take the damage at the end of your turn? You take the persistent at okay, the start. Okay, so she's taking her two points of damage. Uh, she was unconscious on the ground, so she picks up her wish knife, stands up. Unfortunately, she can't get into a flank because this creature is in the back corner of the bedroom. Is she able to kind of run up and be on top of the bed fighting? Yeah, the bed is difficult okay. terrain. Oh, she can't. With that difficult terrain, she doesn't have quite enough movement to tumble through the Duro Square unless she tried from the start, but Diego's right there, so she's just going to move. You have 30, right? Yes, 30. 5, 10 to Diego, 15, 20 to get to the Darrow, and then 25, 30 to get to the difficult terrain spot if you do make yes. it through. Actually, I would say I would say if you don't make it through, you could end up on the bed because you do have the movement to end up to do there. That. Okay, I will do yeah. that then. Uh, so, final action for Sylvie this turn. Ugh, I really wish there was a way she could get up and attack him, but standing up and picking up her wish knife doesn't allow that. So, tumbling through. Ooh, uh, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight does. Yes, she's in a state of panache. And it would be flat-footed to her, but she can't attack. Okay, I think, again, the biggest threat in front of it, this, this like, wand goes off, uh, hits Diego, and I believe it can't not take you down, because it's a D4 plus one, so three points of magic missile damage. That does take me down, but as he's falling, he has been in and out of consciousness so much that he's expecting it this time, and with the reaction... He's Ooh. going to use his his uh, Duskwalker ability, this deliberate death reaction to when you're about to gain the dying condition because of another attack or ability, uh, and they're within my melee reach, which this is, I get to make a melee strikeout against the creature. Okay. Oh this is pretty cool. 12 on the die. That's a 23. 23 does not uh, do it. No. Mm. Okay. Did it when he was frightened. Yeah. He falls. This doesn't apply any special things to no, your attack. No, it's right? just without map. So he falls down. He's now at dying three. God. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sylvie, go ahead and make me a fortitude save. What's happening? He's casting a spell at Sylvie. You see, like, in the tips of his fingers, just like pure darkness. Uh, I have to roll so well to save against this. Not probably going to do it with a 22. 22 is a failure. You're blind for a minute. Oh, oh no. Okay. So he just takes your sight away. Um, and then is going to move up here. That is the Darrow Magister's turn. I do need to move Diego in front of him in the initiative order. It's just kind of a revolving door when it comes to who's going to be in front of the Darrow. <laughs> Vec, you're up. All right. Going back to Old Faithful. Electricity shoots from his hand towards the Darrow. Reflex save. Reflex save, please. Okay. A 29. 
Just barely not a critical success. Okay. So you're taking half damage. damage. Which at this point, you know, I'll take what I can get. Yes. Damn near boxcars. That would be 11. We're going down to five electric. Okay. And then with one movement left, or rather one action left, Beck is going to move down next to Diego because I may have something stupid in mind that could help maybe save his life. Hey, how far can you move? 25 feet. Because you might want to get, I will say this square is open. You might want to get there. Into the corner here. Into the corner. It's a trap. He's trying to uh, cluster us together. Well, I mean, you could say that if you want, but uh, just friend okay. to friend, you might want to leave room for Mir to be able to try something. Yeah. Um, and Mir has further to move. Okay. Well, friend that- to friend, you can see most of my spells are cones because I've been popping them up in the chat. <laughs> oh, I haven't been looking in the chat at all. No, it's fine. I was okay. I was looking at my spells, but anyways. Well then, yes. Uh, Vec is going to step over the bleeding out body of his friend Diego next to Sylvie, who is standing on the bed and cower in the corner of the room like the Darrow did before him. That's a big step. You kind of got to hop over to do it. Yeah. There's a lot of cat down there. I think I think even with difficult straddling, I can straddle Mind the cat. cat. No problem. <laughs> okay. Mir, you're up. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, do you think a negative energy is going to be a, a bad thing to use against this? I think it'll still affect it. Okay. It seems like an awful it's, creature. It's it doesn't undead. seem like. Yeah, I don't think so. Necromancer, maybe. Undead, question mark. Notably, we haven't rolled any sort of knowledge check, though. It did pull Sylvie's life essence from her and used it on itself. So presumably, well, I guess that's... That was a spell, though, I think, right? I think think it was pulling something with magics. Yeah, there's a little bit of magics there. Yeah, well, I'm gonna... um, I think I will summon my entire herd of figgies as I cast Feral Shades uh, in a cone. And I will make sure the cone does not hit any of my friends. Basically, all these... The 15-foot cone? It's it's 30, but if I just kind of angle it directly at the wall, all the figgies will just crash into the wall. Sure. And that is a... I need a fortitude save. Okay. Uh. <laughs> That's a natural one! No! <laughs> that is a critical fail. That's so good. All right. So that would be um, 10 damage normally, but because you critically failed, that would be double. 20 damage. Yeah, 20 damage. Oh, that's so good. Wow. That was a big relief. All right. And then with Mir's last action, she's actually going to command Figgy to run an attack. Okay. Wait, so does anything else happen on the crit? Just double damage. Just double damage. Yeah, I was checking. There's no persistent or anything, unfortunately. All right. So Figgy will uh, move up and attack. All right. See, 13 on the die for a 22. I know that's not going to hit because it's a 24 unless something's changed. Nothing has changed. Dang it. All right. Good stuff out of Mir. Next in the order is Sylvie. Sylvie, you were blind. I realized I forgot to do the flat check to see if the bleed ended. Can I oh, do that now? Smart. Yes, you can. Only an eight. So she takes, she is going to take that additional damage this turn. I was going to put blinded on your character. It does make it so you can't see anything. Do you? Probably not. Don't You probably don't want that. Um, I guess I can more <laughs> accurately roleplay Sylvie. Um, I do have a question. Sylvie sure. does have 
true strike as a spell. And she still she has one prepared. In addition to letting you roll twice, it ignores circumstance penalties to the attack roll, any flat check required due to the target being concealed or hidden. She's or hidden. She still has no idea like what's where it's in though. So blinded is you can't see. All normal terrain is difficult terrain to you. You can't detect anything using vision. You automatically critically fail perception checks that require you to be able to see. And if vision is your only precise sense, you take a minus four penalty to perception checks. You are immune to visual effects. Blinded overrides dazzled, which is that creatures and objects are concealed from you. So that's concealment. But I will say you'd have to be able to target the correct square. Mm -hmm. If you have an imprecise scent, you could use an action to seek. I don't know that you do. She does not. Is it possible for her to get Sazzy to point her in the right direction? (laughs) I think that works. If you use an action, I will allow Sazzy to point out the correct square. Okay, so if she uses an action to have Sazzy point out the square, then she would need to move and then she wouldn't have enough actions to cast True Strike and utilize it. Right, but you would have a strike with concealment. I think that's going to be her best bet. Okay, so Sazzy points out the square. You move and take a swing at the correct square. I believe it is a DC 11 flat check. I envision this like Sazzy appears behind her and it's like when you're instructing someone how to make a strike in pool, like you're leaning over their shoulder, you move the arm for them. He's got like his hands on her shoulder and then like lift your hand up now. Now bring it down. <laughs> like puppeting her a little bit almost. Yeah, she's toppling around on top of this bed. It manages to make it to the end, pointed in the right direction thanks to Sazzy. And here's that flat check. A 15. Okay. So you will be able to strike. Now make your attack roll. 26. 26. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. I Wow, you are uh oh. you're blind. <laughs> uh this is she is fully trusting Sazzy right now. He is guiding her hand with this strike. <gasps> Maximum damage. Yes! I mean it's still not gonna be a ton. It's still good. That's 13 points. Wasn't a finisher. Okay. Looks very injured. Oh, and then uh, can I do my flat check to end the bleeding for this turn? Yes. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, only a 12. Okay. Diego. Diego is dying. He is at dying three. He has to make a recovery flat check now. DC 13 to improve. Does that look cocked, Steve? What is that? There's no way that's cocked. Okay, that's a 14. This is success. My dying value is reduced by one. I'm now just dying two. And okay. I think that's all I can do. Uh, you do have a hero point. To fully stabilize. Um, I'm worried about true death. <laughs> yeah, still. I started to get worried about true death here. That makes sense. So I am just going to keep this. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, what do we want to do here? I think... A magic missile is going to hit Sylvie because Sylvie is still clearly stabbing it. (laughs) Somehow. It it thought it like completely clouded your eyes with the spell and you're still stabbing it. So that's three points of damage. Okay. She's 
she already is having trouble kind of stabilizing herself on the bed and she's just looking worse and worse. It stares at Mir. No! Dang it! I was hoping if I was quiet you wouldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the kid that don't know the answer in class. And if so, I don't look at him and I don't say anything, I'm not here. If you only swarm him with figgies. <laughs> I need you to make me a will save. Oh no. You guys think that's a good one for me. You're good at will. It's, it is. It's just... Mm. Not with rolls like that, though. Rolled a seven for a 19. So... Okay. You are dazzled for one round, and you are confused for one round as it stares at you, and, like, its eye has this eerie glow similar to the Cytilish mushrooms, and it, like, influences your mind. Then... Hmm. Okay, our tactic's working. It's almost exhausted its whole spell list. Yeah. yeah it's, it's... <laughs> That's definitely the tactic. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then it casts a spell, regaining some hit points. Uh, really getting on my last nerve here. Yeah. It's next turn. There are so many statuses present on Diego. Chris, what are they? Because that's going to decide what I do next. I have okay. a plan. It is potentially <laughs> extraordinarily stupid. Okay. So we got the prone and flat-footed stuff. That's yep. basic. He's unconscious, so that means that he's blinded. He's been deafened from a soundburst before. That's all he's got on there right now. Oh. You're blinded too. That's Yeah, that's a problem. Well, while I'm unconscious. Oh, while if you're I unconscious. get brought up from unconsciousness, that gets removed. Okay. I think knowing that he regained some hit points sealed what I was going to do this turn. What do you mean, regain hit points? The, not you, oh, it, the yeah, creature. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I was going to electric arc him, but that's notoriously not a ton. It seems like his saves are fine, at least, if not good. So there's a chance he crit succeeds and nothing happens. Vec raises his fist to the heavens and the, the ventriloquist's ring glows. I must make a flat check against this auditory effect, which I succeed. You hear a cacophony of Vec voices shouting from all over the cavern. Mm -hmm. But I don't really care about the ghost sound spell. That's a level one non-cantor spell giving Diego one, one hit point. <laughs> Yay! Me Meaning you're no longer unconscious, my friend. Yeah, I'm just wounded three and up prone on the ground. There's so much room for activities now. <laughs> but at least you can do something. Yes. Oh, boy. We're going to get another, like, from the ground, Diego throws a uh, javelin. <laughs> I, I am within crawling range of it. <laughs> I, just need, it. I just need Figgy to do something outside of his square. Well, that, that's funny, because Mir can't control Figgy. Oh, yeah, you're, well, depending on what her Confuse save is. Uh, she doesn't get a save until she gets, Confuse works different. She has to be damaged oh. to get a new flat check on Confuse. Oh. oh, yeah, you're right. I thought some other spells have, like, a D4 roll for stuff, but this is different. You're, yeah. Well, the, that was two of my actions. Um, I think the listeners at home can see just how close to the bottom of the barrel I'm <laughs> scraping. 
But truthfully, I'm backed up into a corner. I do not have a single one action thing on my character sheet that I can do to help this situation. So I will not use my third action and not move. Okay. Mir, this is going to be fun. So yeah, you, I've been reading confused here. Yeah, you wanna you wanna go over it for the listeners? I don't think we've been confused yet yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, confused. You don't have any wits about you. Uh, you attack wildly. Uh, you're flat-footed. You don't treat anyone as your ally, though they may still treat you as theirs. You can't delay, ready, or use reactions. Use all of your actions to strike or cast offensive cantrips. Though the GM can have you use other actions to facilitate that attack, such as drawing a weapon move uh, so you're in reach, etc. Your targets are determined randomly by the GM. If you have no uh, other viable targets, you target yourself, uh, automatically hitting, but not scoring a critical hit. If it's impossible for you to attack or cast skills, I babble. Okay, so what we're going to do is you're going to cast a cantrip, I think it makes the most sense from here. Right. Uh, We're going to do 1d5 to determine your target. One is the Darrow Magister, two is Sylvie, Three is Vec, four is Diego, and five is Figgy. That is Vec. Almost best case scenario. I've got 33 hit points. So you're by gonna, far and away, the You're going to go ahead and you're going to cast a... I only have two offensive can- Produce Flame, I believe, would work, right? Okay, so you're going to cast a Produce Flame at Vec. Uh, Diego's down in front of him, so I'm not going to provide cover there. And it is a 22. Good roll. Yes. Good roll. 22 succeeds. Okay, so give me some damage on that. Also, well, 11 points of damage. And then I think you fire your bow with your last action, right? I would have to pull it out. Uh, okay, let's have you pull your bow out. So then do I, what do I do with my... Do you want me to drop? Drop what? My um, knife. Oh, you have a my knife? My war razor. I have my war razor. Okay, you're going to throw your war razor at Figgy. How do I do that? And what? And are we randomly then deciding? I think you're going to throw at anyone that is in your range increment, which is 10 feet. I think your range increment is 10 feet on that war razor. Uh, then so. neither? So anyone that wouldn't be a second range increment out. Let's see. 15, 20, 20. So it's everyone but Vec. So roll a d4. One, two, three, four. Okay. Three. Three is Sylvie. Uh, all right. So uh, this has to take a penalty because I've already attacked. Oh, oh. So it'll take multiple attack penalty. Okay. Um, You know what? I really don't want to get hit by this, so I'm going to nimble dodge. Can I? I don't think you can nimble dodge. Oh, okay. Because you're blind. Oh. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. She's hidden to you. you. Does a 13 hit? (laughs) So I have blind. I think a 13 would hit. I have blind on, and my AC didn't change. Is that... Yeah, yeah, it, okay. it shouldn't. Your AC wouldn't change. You're just flat-footed to yeah, the attack. You're flat-footed. Uh, so no, that would not hit. All right, that's great for us. I kind of figured it wouldn't, and now I am no longer. Uh, do I? Am I armed with that? That's fun. Um, <laughs> Figgy would be able to act. Yes, that's the action. next step, which is Figgy will bite with the jaw. Come on, Figgy! Come on, Figgy! Come on! Uh, oh, natural Are you one. kidding? It's a pretty solid natural one from the fixture. Well, he's all confused. Mir's attacking all his friends. Yeah, Mir's it is weird. Just throws him off. The the war razor gets thrown, goes right over Figgy's head, and <laughs> goes towards Sylvie. He's very confused. Sylvie, I think you have the opportunity here to use an action to confirm the square, use an action to to true strike, and then attack if you'd like. Yes. To. 
That is what Sylvie wants to do. I've been waiting turns for this. So Sylvie calls out to Sazzy. This is our last chance. We must strike true. We do this together. And she'll ask for his guidance on confirming the square. Once she gets that, she runs a hand over her blade and you see it light up with runes as she casts True Strike. And being that she's in a state of panache, she uses her finisher. Okay. Everything in this one attack. Everything on the line. All right, so I believe... Two rolls take the better. The highest is a 10, so that's a 21. No. 21 doesn't do it. But she does still... Uh, You still do some damage, right? I was so... I really thought I could maybe connect there. Uh, Maximum damage for uh, this uh, precision damage. That's six points of damage. Okay. All right. That's Sylvie's turn. Diego. Okay. There's there's two options in my mind here now, which is Diego is on the ground prone. So he's got to... I think he's got to try to stand up. I could draw a javelin from my my back and throw it at the sky, but uh, I have a less chance of hitting or I move up there with the mall and wait for it to take me down again to try to get an attack. Do you have like a cat folk claw attack? I've just got fists. Okay. I've got some, I could move up there and try to bludgeon it, but I'm just worried that I'm not going to be able to do enough damage to it. Yeah, we, we truly don't know how close yeah. we are. What's that What's that uh, hand damage looking like? 1d4 plus 4. Yeah... Where's the 2d12 plus four from the mall? I think I just got to get up there. I think I've, you know, I'm, I don't know how easy it's going to be to get back up, but going down and attacking might be the only way I get a solid hit off this round. So I'm going to stand, grab the mall, and then move up to it. Heroic, man. You, yeah. That's wounded. Writing on the wall there. Damn. Yeah. Um, Sylvie has been swinging and connecting and dealing damage so first thing that's going to happen is the magic missile is coming at her that's going to be three points of damage ouch really hoping it'd come towards me then the creature stares at Diego Diego I need you to make me a will save 16 that is a critical fail Uh, if there was a critical failure condition uh, but I don't believe there is it is just You are dazzled for one round, and you are confused for one round. Oh, it's only one round? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Then, oh boy, running out of stuff. You and me both, brother. Yeah, (laughs) the issue is I was full. All right, I need Figgy to make me a will save. Figgy's will is not bad. It's just going to be a roll that's not good. So that's a 20 total. Okay. I know that's going to fail. Yeah, so Figgy is... Figgy's got a hero point, don't he? He does have a hero point. Do you want me to use it? No. Okay. Okay. Not really. So Figgy is going to take five points of mental damage and will take a d4 of persistent mental damage. He is also sickened one. Oh, this was not the same effect I thought it was. <laughs> so I'm mental persistent damage. Is yes. So said? on your turn, you will take a D4 of mental persistent damage. 
if you recover from the sickened, the persistent damage goes away. Gotcha, okay. It's Vex's turn. I am cashing in my Demon's Lantern tarot card to force a re-roll on this character, or rather have him roll twice Mm -hmm. against Old Faithful. That electric arc? I can't afford him to, to get a crit success here. Okay. So I think it's worth it, even though, you know, we're not talking tons of damage. Okay. He's not going to crit succeed here with a 21. That's my lowest of the two. Okay. Well, then that's a regular success. Not a lot of damage, but... It's damage. Yeah. Uh, nine goes down to four. Electric. Okay. That's two actions. You got a third. I think I'm in the same situation. I'm still backed up in that corner. I've got nothing I can do with one action. I'm just going to keep it riding. Mir. Mir is going to cast Produce Flame. Okay. Make an attack roll. I'm sure nothing will go wrong. Never does. Ooh. That's Ooh. 25. 25 just Yes. Oh, look at that. That is 11 points of damage. What's it look like? Yes! Yes! There it is! Oh, it's another toasty one. All right. Well, Mir cast this out looking around and all of her companions are not in a good spot. So she really takes a deep breath and tries to put as much oomph into this can from as she can. And this ball of flame hits the darrow and washes over on Ozzy as he burns. Oh my God. <sighs> I would say that it's done. But Diego is still confused. Yeah. And has a couple viable combatants in front of him. Okay. um, And then, so it's still my turn, right? Yeah, still my turn. Yeah, you wouldn't know that Diego's confused. No, that's fine. Except for the fact that Figgy has to take mental damage. Yes, Figgy takes his four points of mental damage. Okay, taking that. And then nobody is down, so I wouldn't use stabilize or anything. So I'm at the point where Mir, I think, would actually uh, command Figgy to up Chuck and come see her, I guess, if that makes sense, because... Okay, so roll me a fortitude. Yeah. She's going to want to start looking him over, and that's a natural one. Again, on Figgy, Figgy's rolled a lot of natural ones tonight. But yeah, so she would have wanted him to, to up Chuck and come over, but... Okay, well, he up, he tr- attempts to up Chuck and then comes over. And then I need to make a flat check for the mental. Yes. Natural three. Natural three. Still have some mental. Okay, Sylvie, the combat is over as far as you think. But that blindness is still there. Yep, it's still affecting you. Uh, she's currently standing on top of a bed, so she... I think would just spend her turn getting down off of the bed um, to stand on level ground and kind of brace herself against one of the uh, bookshelves uh, or dressers that's on the side of the room. And then she's... uh, Did the bleeding stop as well or is that still going? The bleeding is still going. All right, so I guess she's going to try to... did as long as you bleed? didn't, as long as you didn't, yeah, stabilize from the bleed. I don't think you. She uh, has not stabilized yet. Okay, so take your two points of bleed. She can't stand really uh, many more rounds of this. She's uh, looking very pale. 
Okay. That was a 16 on the flat check. Well, you are no oh, longer bleeding. Oh, yay. So thought it was good. a 17. So DC 15. <gasps> yes. So Diego. Yes. Fully conscious and up. And psychotic. Sees enemies on all sides. He's still fighting. This is the most uh, justified confusion I think I've had in a while because he's been in and out of consciousness so many times. He likely has a the Galarian equivalent of a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you have been down. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have you roll me a d6. High is Vec, me- medium is Sylvie, and low is Figgy. High, baby, high. Four. That's Sylvie. Okay. You're gonna kill Sylvie. Gonna step up. So excited forward. about that. Now, yeah, yeah, this is the most exciting. Now, hang on, Kristen, a little bit. I don't like I, this. Sylvie is flat-footed to this yes, because she's, she's blind. blind. I am dazzled, however, so I have to roll DC five flat check. Mm-hmm. I am tactically using the dice that I don't use because it rolls so poorly okay. for this flat check. Good tactical <laughs> decision. That's oh. that's cocked, my that's man. That's cocked. It yeah. was between a one or a thirteen, so I know it works. Thirteen. Uh. <laughs> All right, roll me to hit. Roll to hit here. Uh, Five, so that's going to go to a 16. That does not hit, even though she's flat-footed. Okay, roll me one more flat check. That cursed dice is working. Mm -hmm. 16 on the die. Okay, now roll me an attack roll at your multiple attack penalty. So plus six. 16. Total? Total. Okay. Okay. Wow. You miss Sylvie twice, and then your thoughts uncloud, and you realize that you are out of combat. And I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Oh, oh boy. Boy. All right. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.